0: Welcome back to Let's Go. Here we go. Let's Go, presented by Hertz. Tommy, how are you? Sprechen Sie Deutsch?
1: I don't speak much Deutsch, but what I did speak yesterday was thank you, and uh, thanks to all the German people for hosting us. We had an incredible trip, highlighted by a great win, and I joked with people after the game. I said, we went to a concert, and a football game broke out, and it was one of the great... (laughs) sporting events i've ever been a part of so just super grateful to be a part of it And we got to win
0: we're going to talk about that atmosphere in just a moment remind everybody our show is presented by hertz at hertz you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards that's right no matter where you are with hertz you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your let's go moments unforgettable visit hertz.com to book today hertz let's go it's been said it was like the Beatles arrived in modern day in Germany. How would you describe the atmosphere? It
1: was electric. I, we got there before the game, and uh, there was a huge tailgate out front. It was electric from the start. We ran out for pregame warm-ups an hour before the game, and the stadium was basically full. I couldn't believe it. It felt like not quite a Super Bowl, but that type of electricity where everyone was just super excited to see the game. So we all felt it, and... It was an incredible stadium and playing where Baron Munich plays and just being a part of the whole first opportunity of playing the NFL game in Germany was incredibly unique. And I think everyone who played is gonna remember that game for the rest of their life. So I was really excited. We won. We played much better football than we played all year. And um, we're gonna to have to keep it up because you know, we got some tough games ahead and we're going into a bye week after Thanksgiving, and as we know, the whole season's ahead of us. So We'll see what we can make of it.
0: So, Tom, usually you are not liked in 30 stadiums in the United (laughs) States. They (laughs) love love you in New England and they love you in Tampa Bay. But here you got to feel the joy and the love of fans because they didn't necessarily come to see a team. Yeah. In many instances, they came to see you and experience American football. So did you feel a different feeling? With that and, and and knowing that, you know, the reverence that people have for you and the respect that people have for you now can be shown because there's no partisanship.
1: Yeah, I, it was very much exactly that, and I think we all felt that. But it wasn't a home crowd. It wasn't an away crowd. It was almost like a rock concert, you know, that everyone was just cheering because I think they were excited about being a part of that event. So we felt it, and, you know, they were cheering for good plays. They were cheering for – touchdowns and tackles and kicks and everything. And it was just, it was very, it was very cool. So you really couldn't liken it to anything because I'd never experienced like that before. Even when I played in Mexico city, there was a huge kind of Raider. We played against the Raiders. There was a huge Raider fan base. A couple of times we played in London, it was a little bit different. This felt like just a celebration of the sport, which I thought was great for the NFL in general.
0: So you've now won games in four different countries. Nobody in the NFL has ever done that. What do you make of that?
1: I think it's pretty cool. I've been around long enough to see these international games take place. It's like on the Epcot center of quarterbacks. <laughs> and uh, it was really fun to be a part of it. And I think the fact that I'm undefeated outside the U.S., I'm hoping I can get to go play in the CFL at some point and uh, really see what I can make of myself up there because things have gone pretty well outside of the country.
0: Add Canada to the list and the championship might be able to join Doug Flutie. That's right. He was a, He's
1: a former teammate and, and hero of mine, so he's always said great things.
0: Before we talk about what happened in the game, do you think now that perhaps Germany and these games that have taken place overseas will lead to a team eventually being there? And if so, um, how do you think that would go?
1: I think it's pretty incredible, the, the reach that football has had in Europe and There was obviously an electric crowd. I know there was a lot of fans that wanted to get tickets to the game and being that there was only one game in Germany. I I think the NFL's got a good handle on things. You know, you don't want to oversaturate it. You don't want to overdo it. You want to make it feel like it's always desired. And it definitely feels like that. They've increased the number of games in London. Um, They've increased obviously now into Germany. They're doing it in Mexico City. So I think they're taking a very calculated approach to, spreading the game and, and getting people to really enjoy it. And I think in the digital age where everyone has the ability to follow teams from all around the world, it makes a lot of sense to continue to give people what they want. Um, But at the same time, not overdo it where it doesn't feel like it's special. Uh, This is an American sport. And I love that, you know, there's such an American fan base. I don't know what it looks like in other countries. I know that we feel the support when we go there, whether they can entertain, an entire team or division as commissioner Goodell spoke about the other day. I don't know. They probably have a lot of numbers to back it up, but it was a, uh, obviously very exciting for us as a team to go over there. It was such an incredible experience. I think being in Munich, you know, we practiced at one of the great practice facilities in Bayern Munich hosted us. We had to get permission to play in that stadium, which is a incredible stadium. I think everyone really enjoyed it. We got out and we saw Munich a bit. I think a lot of the guys enjoyed some of the beer halls on Friday night. And uh, we got to see kind of a taste of the city. And it was just an incredible experience, both pregame, during the game, and post-game. I don't think that anyone regrets having the opportunity to take part in something like that. It was really, truly amazing.
0: What happened there that we didn't see? Did something go on that was funny or you know, just so just so unique that, that was behind the scenes?
1: Well, I think you naturally have a bonding experience, but even the press conferences were different. There was the international media that felt very different than what we'd experience at home, where, you know, normally you'd probably have 25, 30 people in a press conference after a game. This particular game, I don't know, maybe it was a couple hundred, you know, I know I had a press conference on Friday after our last practice, and they gave me a Liederhosen, which is a very traditional um, German... Uh, fashion statements so I got one of those which was very cool Um, it looks more comfortable than my football pants although I haven't tried it on yet most importantly I think when you remember these international games and I've been very lucky to be a part of like we said three of them outside of the country but to win the game is the best part because then you have great memories of it not just a long trip where you suffer a pretty tough loss so glad to get the win glad to get to 500 glad to get to the bye week we can really regroup, see where we're at and see if we can be better going forward.
0: I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Our show is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at usaa.com/100. USAA. And obviously, there's a lot of uh, American military presence in Germany and the salute to service uh, before the game, a lot of military members uh, were on the field, correct Tommy?
1: Yeah, there was quite a bit and there was a great national anthem played. And, you know, obviously um, just so much gratitude for their service and on veterans day, we celebrate the amazing commitment and service they provided to our country. So it was a, uh, it was a great day all around.
0: Ziga, you know what Ziga means? Nope, help me out. Goat in German. I did not know that
1: and I never refer to myself as that. So I'm glad I don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> well, that was all over uh, many signs in the stadium. There was quite a lot
1: to see, and I thought it was a very uh, the crowds were so enthusiastic. I mean, there were jerseys, guy had I saw one had a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey on and a Jets hat. So <laughs> there was a lot of allegiances to a lot of teams and it just there was he, an was he was lost, he was at the so, wrong place. No, he was at the right place. It was just, there was, he didn't have his team there celebrating. So I feel like there was a lot of that. And even around town, because you know we had been out on Friday night and people had you know kind of walked the streets a little bit and people were asking the shopkeepers, is it normally like this? And they said, no, it's not. It's just, it's a big event for the country and there was a big turnout. So it's just cool to be a part of history.
0: So when we see the images of what happened with the Beatles when they came to America, and that was part of your childhood a little bit beyond but you've seen all of those films and you know the history. Do you think it took on that type of feel?
1: I felt like it was a great celebration of sport. And, you know, I think when you think about sports in our communities, you know, what really brings us all together in different ways, you know? And I think it's hard to think in popular culture what can bring groups of people together from all over the world to celebrate and to be together and to have fellowship. And even, I mean, we're on the fourth quarter of the game and – they were singing Sweet Caroline and Country Road and while the during the middle of the play, the last play of the game, which you know, I think the even after the game, players were on the field and the fans didn't leave. They just continued to be there and celebrate. So I just feel like it was a great celebration.
0: Jim Gray with Tom Brady. We're brought to you by American Express. It's so easy to get excited about going to a game, just hearing the sound of the whistle or smelling the concessions all the way from your seat. That stuff reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know, Amex will be there every step of the way. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Tom, you got two straight now. You've won. Uh, You're back to 500. Are the issues resolved? I think we're
1: in a better place, obviously, than we were five quarters ago. And, um, you know, we found a way to beat the Rams, which was a great win for our team. And then to go to Germany and win and get to 5-5 five and five before the bye was a big goal for all of us. So, look, I think it's a challenging year in the NFL. I, I watched a lot of the game's highlights from yesterday. And, you know, there's a lot of teams that are – some that are just playing very, very well. Minnesota to go into Buffalo that's a very tough thing to do. The Eagles have played very consistently all year. I think the chiefs have played very consistently all year. So, you know, other than that, it's, it's kind of a hodgepodge of, of wins and losses and good games and bad games and which defenses show up, which quarterbacks show up. So it's just, it's been a unique year to watch. And I think the most important thing when you look forward is how do you play your best football? And if you play your best football, you know, you've know, got to believe that you're capable of winning every single week. It's just the challenge is how do you do that? And I always come back to preparation, to your process. Are you doing the right things to be able to prepare ourselves to play? And ultimately get to game day and then be at an emotional level where you can play very well and you can play very free and you can play with a lot of excitement like we did yesterday. So that was more of a template for winning for our team yesterday than it has been all year. Played very good defense. Offense was a little bit better. Now we got to see if we can continue to improve from here.
0: You talked about effort last week. How would you describe the effort yesterday and what changed?
1: I think there were a lot of things that were better. Um, I think effort is something we can always control. I think preparation is something we control. I also said last week, you know, I don't get frustrated, I'd say necessarily with physical errors because those happen, you know, missing tackles dropping balls, throwing a bad pass, missing a block. And I just think the things we can control, we have to do a great job of going forward. And that's how prepared we are to play, mental errors, pre-snap penalties, playing to the whistle, being very physical. So all those things need to be above the line. They need to be at a championship level. And if they're not, then you give the other team too many opportunities to be successful. So I thought yesterday was better. And we've got to continue to be better we got to continue to take it to the next level. I don't think anything we've done to this point has been to the level we're capable of. And in some ways, that's a good thing. In some ways, you say, okay, we're if we can step it up another level, we're going to be that much more difficult to beat.
0: All right, so let's talk about some of the physical aspects. How about that Philly special? That seemed to work pretty well yesterday.
1: That was a shot, Jim. That was a shot. That Philly special <laughs> was not very special. And I think the thing about it was when the ball was in there, I obviously knew I wasn't going to catch it. But I tried to go up to at least tackle, you know, and try to keep the ball, and then I fell on my face. So, in, in a lot of ways, you know, embarrassment and shame at the same time on the same play. I won't forget that play. And I haven't had many uh, receptions in my career, so I thought it would be pretty cool to get one in Germany. But um, it only seems right that the country with no speed limit on the Audubon got to see me run routes as a wide receiver which was very very slow so it contradicted a lot of things from my speed to what actually goes on in the roads there in germany
0: five times you've been targeted in your career you do have three receptions 65 yards of course the most famous one uh, that everybody remembers is the one against philadelphia and the eagles in the super bowl you think that may be your last route as a wide receiver (laughs) in, in professional football
1: i don't know i don't know there's some opportunity there which is what we saw I'm a much better quarterback than I am receiver, that's for sure. And maybe in this bye week, it'll give me a little time to work on my wide receiver route. So I got to start making some of those plays or at least keep them from being bad plays.
0: One other thing kind of stood out to me is you, you, you kind of got butted as you kneeled the ball at the end of the half there. Fortunately, you didn't have to go into concussion protocol, but that looked like you kind of took a shot there.
1: Well, we were backed up, and we were, you know, it's it's kind of a smart play. It's a lot what happened in the in the um, Viking game with the Vikings and Buffalo. They're backed up on their very close. They're on the inch yard line, Buffalo. You're trying to get off the line, and, you know, they're pushing. And it happened with us. We were on the one-yard line, and, you know, we ended up having to take three, three knees. But on the last one, they got me a little bit. It wasn't too bad, not as bad as what Josh Allen dealt with on his play. But that's what happens. You're backed up. They're trying to make a play, and – I took one right in the face.
0: Tom, and your defense played uh, really well. Uh, a lot of what has been expected of them this year came out, you know, in the last few games. Geno Smith, they were on a four-game win streak, and everybody was talking about him as a possible MVP, and 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 there was the Buccaneer defense yesterday.
1: Yeah, Geno played great, and he made some plays on fourth down that were incredible. But I, I get, we give so much credit to our defense for, you know, that was a team that, was throwing the ball very well. They had a great run game. And they had a young running back, Walker, who had been playing really well. And our defense really stepped up. And I um, mean, you look at someone like Devin White, who um, unfortunately his father passed away just before Devin got on a flight to Germany on Thursday. And just heartbreaking news for everyone. And Devin found a way to show a lot of mental toughness and to compartmentalize a lot of very difficult emotions. And You know, he said after the game, you know, there's no place I'd rather be than with you guys to celebrate this victory. So I give him so much credit. And, um, you know, he's seen a lot of resilience in sports over the years and people that because, you know, football is part of our life. And, you know, that's a very tragic thing that happened with Devin's father. Just proud of him and the way that he approached it and the way that our team approached the game and how everything came together. And they found a way to play spectacular football. And Devin certainly did. Um, against a very, very good offense.
0: When you receive criticism, do you take it to heart? And when your teammates receive criticism, how do you lift them?
1: I think, you know, when you've played sports as long as we all had and you get to this point, you've been through a lot of ups and you've been through a lot of downs. And you have to develop some mental toughness and some resilience to what other people may say, what other people may think. Um, you know, I think there's always a great quote about the man in the arena, and it's not the critic that counts. And I think, you know, you try to live your life that way and you try to give your best. And, you know, you said earlier, you know, there's not a lot of fans that cheer for, you know, me as an individual. You know, I, under- I understand that, you know, you so you do, even though, you know, your heart and soul's on the line. All you're trying to do is your job. You're just trying to do the best you can do for the team that commits to you. That's what all, all of us as athletes try to do. And I understand that's just part of being a fan. And, um, it's different than golf where the opponents, the golf course, you know, and it's, it's some of these sports that are, you know, sometimes you get to play for your country. Sometimes you get to play for your club team, like they do in soccer. So they develop great fan bases. And, um, you know, we, we develop some thick skin, just dealing with different pressures and different things that come about us in our life. And ultimately we go out there and we just, Try to lay it all on the line. And I think that's a great thing about so many people that I admire as athletes. You know, you try to give the credit when you win. You try to take the blame when you lose. You try to give your best. You try to be there for your teammates when they need the support and they need the help. And, you know, you develop those bonds and those relationships and those memories that last a lifetime.
0: You know it's a really interesting point because it reminds me of kobe bryant and he did that commercial for nike about being hated and he did that orchestra and he had all those people stand up from uh from uh, Rashid wallace and uh, phil jackson and the fans in boston and 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 then when you retire that's when you get the love whether it's michael jordan uh, loved everywhere they certainly didn't like him in utah or seattle or los angeles and and the same with joe montana uh, in all of those places uh, where he beat those teams, Dallas and so on. And and you feel the love after your career. It's kind of a – it's a really unique experience, I would imagine, for an athlete uh, to have everybody uh, rooting against you and then putting their arm around you when it's all over.
1: Yeah, and I, I got a sense of it, obviously, last offseason this past, you know, February. And, you know, I got a feel of it. And, um, you know, there was a deep embrace, I think, emotional embrace and i think you know you brought a lot of joy and a lot of pain to different people and different fan bases and not that you're trying to do that that's just the residual effect of a lot of hard-fought competition and um you know you're just like i said you know you as an athlete you're trying to go out there and do your best and it's a competition naturally one team wins one team loses and i've been very fortunate to be on the winning end um you know more times than not which is great personally and at the same time along with that comes maybe some negative things from other fan bases, but that's just part of it. And I know the deep respect that I have for great competitors, great coaches, great organizations all around the world. Even when I look at sporting events and like I said, we're in Germany and look, I follow you know, soccer around the world. I want to see athletes reach their highest and best potential. And I think again, I think it serves a great purpose in bring a lot of people together and uh, I think that's one of the great joys in sports is trying to inspire your, your teammates but trying to inspire other people to always dig deep and find resilience that they need in their life to push through things that are a bit challenging and hopefully we can provide a lot of joy in entertainment in the area of sports to not only fans of ours but people around the world so I think that was a really cool aspect of what we accomplished the other day
0: Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Our show is Let's Go. We're brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can'tstopbanking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. Stay with us. So much more with Tom Brady when we return to Let's Go right here on Sirius XM. Hey everyone, this is Lindsay Rhodes, host of The NFL Roadshow, a SiriusXM XM podcast, inviting you to join me three, yes, three times a week for NFL analysis that goes beyond the low hanging fruit. On Mondays, we react to the biggest stories of the NFL weekend. On Wednesdays, we pick one topic to really dig in on. And on Fridays, I'll give you all the fantasy football advice you need in just 15 minutes. We call it the Fantasy 15. Download new episodes of The NFL Roadshow right now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. This holiday, give a gift that means a lot without spending a lot. Now, through November 28th, shop early and save at the K Black Friday sale. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com or your local K store for details.
1: Every kiss begins with K. My God, I've heard enough of that. My (laughs) voice, that is. (laughs) I'm glad you get a kick out of it every time. Good work. (laughs) I want to hear you sing it so I can laugh.
0: Every kiss begins with K. (laughs) Yes.
1: Snake, I hope you got that recorded. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Got the bye week coming now, Tom. What are you trying to accomplish during this time? I think
1: it's a time to decompress a bit um, physically and at the same time not lose not lose focus on what our goal is. And, you know, we've all kind of gone through an offseason through training camp. You get to a point where, all right, now we we see kind of the team that we are. We're seeing the strengths that we have, the limitations we have, and how do we become more efficient as we go forward? You know, there's a lot of teams that are basically out of it at this point. Most of the teams are still in it. So you got to figure out a way now to elevate your play style. And I think, you know, I look at the, when I was at the Patriots in 2015, we were 10-0 and 0 at, after 10 weeks, and we finished 12-4. and 4. You know, when I was at the Patriots in 2001, we were 5-5 and 5 after 10 weeks, and we ended up winning the Super Bowl. So the point is, is there's a lot of football left, and some teams are figuring out a way to be more efficient. Some teams are going the opposite direction. And we want to be a team that – elevates our style and continues to get better. But that's going to take a big commitment and a serious work ethic to do that. And we're going to, you know, the whole identity of what this season will become is what happens over the course of the next seven games of the season. So I'd like to stay focused. I'd like to keep my body in shape, continue to work out, continue to get my pliability treatments, continue to watch film and prepare for our next game, which is in two weeks, and uh, see if we can be at our best moving forward.
0: I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Our show is brought to you by Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway, weekend retreat, or just a day of fun, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos offer the perfect destination for the ultimate getaway. If you're in Philadelphia for tonight's game, you're lucky enough to have a Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino not far from you in Atlantic City. Visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. Jeff Saturday had his coaching debut Uh, He's a guy you know very well and have played against uh, when he played in the league, uh, Tom, Uh, with no experience as a head coach. uh, He went in and won 25 to 20 versus uh, the Raiders. What did you make of his appointment as a head coach?
1: Well, it was obviously unprecedented and to go from, you know, his role, what he was working on in media to that was uh, in, in the middle of the season is something very unique. And um, obviously, uh, Jim Ursay had a great relationship with him. He felt like Jeff can come in and do some things that, you know, they hadn't been doing. And, and you know, I think the owners always have at their discretion uh, the ability to do what they want with their team. So it's a long season, and, you know, Jeff got the team, you know, found a way to win, and, and they're 1-0. And, uh, you know, again, I think for all of us, not just for Jeff and the Colts, but for our team, the season is, everything's ahead of us. And time will tell on all uh, of, of what happens. So, you know, we have a very small sample size. Um, it always feels good to win. It sucks when you lose. The success of a season is determined by what happens over the length of the season. So there's still a lot more football to, ha- to have happen.
0: You've been in the league 23 years. Could you walk in and coach a team tomorrow? Well, I think
1: that's an interesting question. Obviously, I have a lot of experience playing. I have a lot of knowledge and there's, I'd say a lot of capabilities to doing that, but the desire to do something like that is totally different. So I've enjoyed my abilities as a player. And I think I've had so much intent and focus on being the best I could be as a player, being a good coach. You have to have a lot of similar traits to what you had as a player, which is preparation, discipline, leadership work ethic and if you can put all those things together yeah you can obviously be a good coach um, and i think a lot of the great coaches in history uh, have done that so i think that the i think being a great coach is the desire to be a great coach you know not whether a player can become a coach i think having the knowledge that do football but is this something that you'd want to do and enjoy in order to maximize and actualize your potential as a coach so things are very um you know, those are those are things for different people to answer. Some people love being in the arena, and some people love talking about it. You know, it's up for everyone's desire to to do what they want. But to have the opportunity to do it, I think, is pretty cool for former players as well.
0: Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Hey, guys. Tom has his own apparel line. It's called Brady Brand. Check it out at BradyBrand.com, including the new Brady pant. Do you, by chance, now going to come out with some leader Lederhosen, Tom? <laughs>
1: I think the Germans have those things pretty well designed and engineered. So I'm not, not going to mess with a good thing.
0: All right, everybody, go to BradyBrand.com right now and look better and feel good. Brady Brand, let's go. Tom, you did your imitation, and maybe in your mind, uh, you were Justin Jefferson yesterday. But what did you think of that catch that he pulled off in the game? It, to me, that may be the greatest catch, I mean, perhaps Odell Beckham Jr. is going to have to step aside because that was just phenomenal what happened against Buffalo.
1: That was incredible. And a one-handed catch in coverage, 4th and 18 on the road. They end up winning the game. That has got to be one of the great catches in NFL history. And what a great young player Justin is. I mean, I watch him every week. And I always think it's impressive for the guys that are, have that ability And they get so much coverage focused on them, and they still find a way to come up with 100-yard receiving games every single week. And he's finding ways. He's working hard to get the ball, and he's making those types of catches uh, week in and week out. So incredible young player. His future is very bright. I think what he becomes is going to be up to his level of determination and discipline, but he's obviously got the skill set, and the desire, and if he keeps making plays like that, it's going to be something to watch as the years go by.
0: Have we seen a change here perhaps in the last year or two where you know it just doesn't matter what the clock says. It just seems like anything can happen, and, and leads change so frequently uh, with just so very few seconds. Uh, I know you've been a master of those 55 comebacks, but it just seems to me that the clock and how much time is left without being cliché, these games are never over. Do you detect or feel that there's been some sort of change? I
1: don't know necessarily. Um, I mean, you do see that with a lot of the kind of explosiveness of the plays that are happening at the end of the games and the ability to move the ball down the field with little time left. And I think the ability of the kickers to make long kicks. I mean, you used to think that a 50-yard field goal was you know, less than 50%. And now these kickers have the ability to make 60-yard field goals and 60 plus yard field goals. You watch Justin Tucker. I thought I saw one the other day where it was over 70 yards that he kicked in warm-up. So I think you know you have this kind of explosiveness in offensive football and explosive plays, and then you have the ability of these kickers to make these long kicks. So I agree. I I think that some of these it's very difficult to close these games out. Oftentimes it's the team with the ball last that figures out how to win the game as, and, and offenses are making plays at the end of the game. So it definitely is an exciting brand of football. Um, but we'll see if it's sustainable over time.
0: Tommy, as always, we appreciate your time. I know you got some jet lag going on there and we will talk to you next Monday night.
1: Sounds great. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate it. I hope everyone has a great week.
0: That's Tom Brady. He's our expert, and any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America, United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Want to thank our producer Dave the Snake Hagen. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff and our great sponsors: American Express, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino, and Hertz. Let's go with Tom Brady. Was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions in collaboration with Shadow Lion. Thanks so much for joining us for Tom Brady. I'm Jim Gray. We'll talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sex and Podcasts.